Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Brendan, I just sent you a text. Um, there you go. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, David Staples, Cult of Hockey, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And at 1.45 today, uh, one of the newest members of the Edmonton Oilers, we didn't get a chance to get him on the show uh, on Monday because the trade call officially didn't go through uh, when we signed off at 2 o'clock. And uh, yesterday uh, was a travel day for both Derek Broussard and Brett Kulak. Brett Kulak will join us today at 1.45. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 7804960063, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We will tell you that Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. As we go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, David Staples is our headliner today. He's from the Edmonton Journal. And David's uh, appearances are brought to you by, or David's appearance today is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, today. Hello, David. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Uh, there is an immediacy in reporting that uh, becomes an issue when stuff gets leaked and trades are in a uh, sort of a, a quasi-state of completion. And we saw that occur on Tuesday because we found out at 10.40 in the morning that Brett Kulak was coming to Edmonton. But we did not have the full completion of the trade until after 3 o'clock Edmonton time. So when a guy sits there and posts stories off of it without, you know, and you've got credible sources like Frank Cervelli and Bob McKenzie, it makes for a pretty interesting afternoon, doesn't it, David? There was all kinds of reactions from me, you, and everybody else as we're trying to piece together what happened with that trade. Uh, and, it, and it wasn't until, I think, quite a bit later in the day that we actually found out about the seventh round draft picket that came last of all. So it was a little bit confusing and I don't know why that was, but it was certainly the case. My guess is because the orders were trying to make another deal, which they ultimately did in getting Derek Broussard. 
and there was going to be needed to be cap space retained from the Montreal Canadiens and additional buyer's costs as a result, which is why a seventh would be included in that. Give me the assessment, given the limited uh, body work. What, what were the fans saying on the Cult of Hockey website to the acquisitions of both Kulak and Broussard? Well, I, there was a mixed reaction, Bob. I think people saw good and bad. I think there's a recognition that um, defensemen get hurt. And in, in a playoff run, they get hurt. You're going to lose a couple defensemen. I mean, the last time the Oilers were in the playoffs, they lost uh, Sakura um, during the during the playoffs. Excuse me, that was not the last time, but in, in uh, 2017, they lost Sakura. They lost game five. Player. Yeah, game five against Anaheim. So you can lose defensemen easily. We've seen that through the season. How many defensemen have played on played on the Oilers? About 500 defensemen have been on the Oilers this year. So you get a lot of injuries. So and Kulak is there was a wide recognition. This is a real NHL player. He's a useful NHL player. It, you know he's he's been playing mainly because partly because of Weber and Edmondson going out. He's been playing in the top four. I think it's fair to say in Montreal this year on a not very good team. So he's he's fulfilled that role. Um, I think the the downside is people thought thought price might be a little high, like a second round draft. Yep. And going into this, you can recall Brian Lawton and other people talking. This is a this is a um, the, this is a buyer's market. The prices are going to be low because all these teams are out. There's so many teams out there. But I think it, it boomeranged, and because so many teams are sure, like they were sure they're in the playoffs, and they're they're good teams. And they, they just got their appetite stoked, I think, to make a playoff run. So there was plenty of competition for the players. And, um, yeah, the sellers did very, very well. Montreal did exceptionally well. I think going on that Stanley Cup run uh, pumps up, puts a, a halo around their players, and they got a little bit of a bonus on probably every single player they traded maybe. Um because of that Stanley Cup run last year, that's what happens when you have playoff success. So the prices were high, and I think the feeling on on uh, Kulak at least was that the price was a little high. That was my feeling. You know, you always wish they. I'm a fan of the team, so I'm hoping the team does well. And I always wish they could do a little better on the trades. On Broussard, um, I think people realize a fourth round draft pick. Sometimes it can turn into something big, but most often it doesn't. It's not a price, not a huge price to pay. And um, although people aren't quite sure of the player. Uh, what he exactly brings, like is he a defensive player, is he an offensive player, what's he going to do at this point of his career? The price isn't high, and it's good to have depth at forward as well. Yeah, I don't, for the record, he, you know, I, I don't see him as being an elite penalty killer or a pen, uh, defensive player at all. He's yeah. a support offense. He's a, you know what, uh, I know he's had a decent year in Philadelphia. He's got half a point per game, and he is a plus player in a bad hockey club. But to me, you know, I don't think you can't count on him to necessarily be. And in Kulak's case, you know, he sort of has graduated to take on more defensive responsibilities. And again, we'll have that conversation coming up at 145 uh, with him. Is it fair, given the limited cap space the Oilers have, there's there's two reasons mo- most fans would point and say limited cap space. One is the Duncan Keith trade and that Chicago didn't return. And then yeah. the other is that the Edmonton Oilers got Evander Kane to come here. Uh, now, I might assert to you that Dan Milstein and Evander Kane are pretty smart. They looked at it, all right, where can I drive my numbers in half a season? Oh, Edmonton's got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and they could always move Nugent Hopkins to center or move some bodies around. But is it, wait, those two moves, Keith, 
not retaining any money for Chicago in the offseason, but also the Kane addition. Do you lump Kane into an in-season addition and trade deadline date acquisition six weeks earlier? Is that a fair assessment? I think that's fair. And, Bob, like, Oilers fans have lo- they have long memories. So, you know, when they're complaining about cap space, they're going back to Koskinen's contract, Cassian's contract, Keith's contract, you know, that, that whole trade. Um, you know, there's lots of – there's lots of anyone that might be slightly or somewhat overpaid in their view, you know, that's, that's brought up in a moment like this. In terms of Kane um, – I'd seen him. We'd all seen him play, but I'd never studied his game. And I can't. He has exceeded my expectation considerably. I never knew. I, I never knew what a physical hockey player that guy was. How tough! Absolutely, like he's exactly the power forward the Oilers needed. He is. He's menacing on the ice. Like there's a real edge to this player, and his skill uh, in front of the net is is exceptional. I mean, I don't know how he's done if he's been this consistently good in in other cities i think he's on a real run here and this line of mcdavid yamamoto and kane has taken off and is now functioning as one of the best lines in the nhl in the last little while short run of games but that's what's happening so in terms of the Oilers' trade deadline if you lump in kane and i think it's fair to lump in kane um that was that would be money cap space otherwise used the trade deadline to pick up someone else but you know that that's that's what was allotted there. So it's fair in that way. Um, in that way, the orders, if you say Kane, Kulak, and Broussard, anything that includes Evander Kane is a hell of a trade deadline as far as I'm concerned. That's a, I, don't know if it, I don't know if there's going to be any, an NHL team that's had a bigger win at the trade deadline than the orders in getting Kane. Well, and there was zero asset required. You know, like yeah. people talk about how great Calgary did, and I'm not going to denigrate Calgary. They got a real good team. They got an excellent goaltender that Edmonton targeted too. They won that. We predicted that they would bounce back after he had a 904 save percentage last year. We're talking about Jacob Markstrom. Daryl Sutter's a good coach. They played direct. They've been healthy all year. Uh, they also had luck on the COVID front. Their whole team got it all at once and it shut everything down. It wasn't yeah. picking two or three guys off at a time during like you know what happened with the Islanders and the Oilers. But you know they gave up a number one to get to Foley. They got to Foley for two more years in the fours. I'm going to guess right now that Evander Kane's probably going to get somewhere $4 million bucks a year for another couple of years. Uh, but I don't know if anybody's going to go beyond that just because of prior history. And so Edmonton did not give up a first-round draft choice to get Evander Kane. They got him for free. And here is where I tell you that the man representing Evander Kane is Dan Milstein. And Oilers fans need to look up a guy by the name of Kuzmenko, K-U-Z-M-E-N-K-O. He also is represented by Dan Milstein. And it is my belief that Edmonton would be one of the five teams. And part of this is, David, part of this is other agents, because I've had agents call me in the last week and a half. Other agents have looked at what's happened with Kane and said, hmm, I wonder how my guy would do, given that he's in a different difficult situation right now. I wonder how he would do if he was on Connor McDavid or Leon's left wing for an extended run. You know what I'm saying, David? Does that make sense? Well, we've seen it, Bob. We saw, we've seen it for years now. It's the McDavid effect. We, Milan Lucic came to Edmonton because of Connor McDavid, I think. Um, Zach Hyman, I'm sure he came to Edmonton because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Tyson Berry, I think, came to Edmonton because of those two players. So we've seen it, I think, repeatedly. And we're going to see it as long as they're here. We're going to see this repeatedly. And, and, that's, and we saw it with Kane. 
so it is it's a huge attraction to the city and um it'll be interesting to see what kane gets it's hard to know i I think this is going to dispel a lot of the negative feeling about him i mean it certainly has in edmonton i mean what you see now is people mainly focusing on his on ice performance and being um complimentary so it's turned things around at edmonton uh to a considerable i'm not speaking for everybody here there's some people who still hold a grudge against him because of off-ice stuff that's not going to change for some people but what i'm seeing from in general from the fan base is a real uh reception to this player receptivity to his play so i imagine around the nhl that that kind of thing will go a long way he can come into a city he can win over a fan base he can play well i wouldn't be surprised now to see kane start to you know get a good contract longer term a lot of money which is bad news for the Oilers because they might not be able to afford that. Right now he's on pace for a 26-goal season in 44 games. That's pretty good in this league, just so everybody's aware. David, are, yeah, you, concerned, are you concerned about Yessa Pogliarvi at all? Because we're getting texts today saying that they are. Well, he's just back from an injury, and he was in a slump before, but I, I thought, I think his, you know, the, the numbers that I was looking at, his, his grade-A shots numbers, he was doing well before. He just wasn't finding the net. Overall this year, he's been one of the top two-way wingers on the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, he looks a step behind right now, but let's give him a few more games. But, like, honestly, Bob, the player I'm more concerned about right now is Darnell Nurse. I think he's in a big defensive slump. He has been for since... Um, since the end of January, he's been trending down. He, he's, I don't know what it is, but he's starting to leak a lot of grade-A shots against, and we saw it against Dallas. He's struggling a bit in that number one role. After being really consistently strong in that role, that same role for a year and a half. But, you know, players do have defensive slumps. I don't know. You know, we know he got injured earlier this year. We know he, he got covid um, the slump didn't coincide with him returning from either of those things, but things can build up. So I don't know, you know, we don't, and none of us probably know completely about the health of all the players, but he is in a slump and boy, do the Oilers ever need him to come out of it um, in terms of playoff success. All right. Uh, you, you track scoring chances for and against David Staples from the cult of hockey. What are the numbers suggest since the end of January? Do you have a totals that you can perhaps educate our listeners with, David? Yeah, so so a defenseman in a number one role, Bob, He no defenseman in a, in a, in a top role or any role is not going to go error-free in a game. A defenseman in a number one role is going to make at least one major mistake on a grade-A shot a game. And, and if he's doing that, he's actually really doing well. That's kind of like Adam Larson territory. Um, in a top four role where you got have a guy who's an extremely successful shutdown defenseman. Nurse has never been quite at that level. He's he instead of making one such mistake a game, he usually makes, you know, one point three, one point four per game, and that's what he's been at this last year and a half, which is a pretty good rate for a top number one de- defenseman. But in the last uh since uh, um, February 1st, he's been making more than two a game. So he's gone, he hasn't doubled the number, but he's he's getting in that territory. So this is a real slump. This is a real significant uh, increase in the, in the times he's getting beat in games. And you see this, like, it's easy to track offensive um, uh, outbursts when players get on a real hot streak. We all see it, like Kyler Yamamoto right now, Evander Kane, McDavid. What What is harder to track are these defensive slumps, but they're just as real as offensive slumps. 
and offensive outbursts. So you, players can go on a great run of defensive play, and but Nurse is just down right now. And I don't have the answer to that, but it, it is happening. Uh, you said uh, an average, you know, good player would be at one. He's at one point three. Are you factoring in that in per sixty per plate? Because Adam yeah, Larson played fifteen minutes. That's per fifteen minutes of even strength time. Okay, because as you so, know, Adam Larson played twenty minutes a game, and Darnell's playing twenty five. Yeah, that, no, that's at a that's a rate base. So, so okay. right now in the last, and so in the last, and again in the last since uh, February first, he's about two, two a game. because so the irony, the irony in this is CC's played rather well. And that's who he's been paired with. Yeah, so the story of Darnell Nurse's year is that he was played with uh, Tyson Berry and Evan Bouchard, and neither player could really handle those kind of heavy minutes in a top-pairing role. They both really struggled. And when they were moved down the lineup, they both started to excel. They got their confidence back. And both right now, both Bouchard and Berry are playing very – they're playing well. They're playing strong two-way hockey, I, I think. But so they tried CeCe there, and CeCe has done pretty good. He's holding his own in a top pairing role with Darnell Nurse, but it's Nurse now who's having these struggles. And um, again, they happen, and he's just got to figure it out. He's he's a very serious guy. We know he spends his off season watching videotape and going over the videotape with the coaches of every game he played the previous year. He will be studying this and thinking about this himself, and I'm sure he'll come up with a solution. David, great stuff. How do people follow you? at the Cult of Hockey um, on Twitter or at D Staples on Twitter. Now, uh, we'd be remiss because you are a provincial affairs columnist, but the province is affected by federal news. What did you think of this merger and partnership between the Liberals and NDP federally? Because I know there's a certain segment of our uh, listenership right now that's probably saying, I don't want to hear about this. And there's another part of the <laughs> listenership that's saying, no, I really didn't want to see this happen. And then there's another part of our listenership that's saying, I knew this was going to happen. What's your take? Well, it just kind of confirms, Bob. I mean, the NDP and, and the Liberals under Trudeau have been a very very similar policies and ideology since Trudeau took over is the fact of the matter. He is on the far left of the Liberal Party spectrum. So this makes sense that they've been working together for a long time. Now, these two parties will have an agenda, the NDP and the, and the Liberals. We'll see if they can get it done because I think current events are kind of aligning against them. The war in Ukraine means uh, people are going to need oil security, economic stability, great news for Alberta oil. And Trudeau and, and Singh may, might not be big fans of Alberta oil, but they may not have much of a say in it. The market may may rule. And in terms of their social spending, people may be in favor of it, and we could argue whether it's a good idea. There are various ideas for uh, social programs. Um, inflation's out of control. Uh, debt's getting out of control. That may have a bigger tell on whatever their political ambitions are. I'll tell you, the guy was a good actor. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks, David. Thanks, Bob. Oh, just having some fun with you. 123 at Edmonton. We'll take a time out. You're listening to Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, the Donna's Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Darnell Nurse, too many mistakes and stupid emotional penalties, out of position too many times, giveaways when not under pressure. Is he uncoachable? That one comes to us from the Don. Again, uh, you can text us at 7804960063. Brad says, now that's funny. David Staples railing on Nurse, and Bob has to take it. Bravo, Staples. Again, keep texting us. Uh, Please, Bob, I listen to sports radio to tune out of politics, war, etc. And that's why I said a certain percentage of the listenership was not going to want to hear. It's an interesting thing. People were uh, people were talking about it down in the States. Um, this text comes in from BB, who says it's not a slump for Darnell Nurse. That's who he is. Last year's numbers were inflated and mostly glorified against mostly glorified AHL teams, Ottawa, Montreal, and Vancouver. He never played against solid NHL teams like Colorado, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Florida, Vegas, etc. Nor did he face top scorers players aside from Matthews, plus less traveling, more rest. He simply cannot play over 18 minutes because he's consistently chasing the game. That's exhausting. He's at best a number three on a uh, championship team. Had a tough game last night. Uh, Randy says, Darnell Nurse has a physical ability to play lots of minutes, but he's just not hockey smart. A lot of suspect plays. My take on Nurse is he's in a, you know, he had a tough game last night. Some tough moments. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see what kind of impact Kulak makes. He's still keeping us, you know, it's funny because a lot of you loved Oscar Clefbaum and just for, and maybe the orders are at a better place now, but, you know, I liked Oscar too. That was a big loss and that accelerated the, the process for Darnell Nurse. But for me, uh, there we go. Well, what's going on here? If this, uh, do we lose? There we go. That's the sweet spot uh, with the headset. Uh, bottom line here is Darnell's had a tough stretch. Still a pretty good defenseman. But I understand the concern. And he'd be the first to tell you he needs to play better. So we'll see where it goes. 127 in Edmonton. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are now 11-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. Tremendous honor for the staff and Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. They are dedicated to ensuring your customer experience is outstanding. Reach out to Brent Ridge Ford at 1-877-477-Ford. That's one 877 477 Seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit brentridge.com. John Shannon, our NHL insider, coming up at one thirty five. Brett Kulak from the Edmonton Oilers at one forty five. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.